The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Doing that, I was face to face with it. It was holding me by my throat, and it felt like it was sucking something out of me. I probably should have been more scared than I was when I witnessed the exorcism. I turned and looked on my right side. When I did, there's there's a beam on the side of the tree, a large beam. It's looking at me, and I'm looking at it. After I hit the lock button and looked back up, I saw red eyes staring back at me. If they're going to show multiple gods all over the earth, be able to speak in people's languages, and at that point, it kind of converge into this one entity, which will be revealed as extraterrestrial. You'll realize that aliens are the gods of old, and at that point, it'll like religion out of the context of humanity. No, it couldn't have been a person, I know that. I know that people can't run through the woods like that. So this thing comes into view, and I see it. It's 50 yards away from me. It's walking. It's walking on two legs. It's huge. This is a big, hairy-looking being. Welcome back to the show, my friends. I am your host, Eric Salagi. First off, let's get to the important business. If you've had an uncomfortable experience and you'd like to have it featured on the show, please get a hold of me at contact.uncomfortable at gmail.com. The world wants to hear your experience, so please get a hold of me and let's tell yours on a future episode of Uncomfortable. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram, both at Uncomfortable Podcast 65. And, and please remember to leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you can. That's the main way you, the listener, can help get this show out in front of more people. And with more people listening, that means more people coming forward with their experiences. Also, for those of you looking for a change of pace, please head over to Uncomfortable Podcast on YouTube and hit the subscribe and notification bell. That way you will be made aware every time I upload a video version of this podcast like I will do with tonight's episode. If you're interested in helping support the show, head over to patreon.com slash uncomfortable podcast 770 and check out the three levels we have there. See if anything appeals to you or if a standalone contribution is more to your liking, you can do that as well through red circle. There's a tab called sponsor this podcast. 
The links for both will be in the show notes below. September 14th, 2024 is the date for my next Bigfoot and Brews. Only this year, it's going to be Bigfoot and Brews and Spirits 2. Again, being held at Sister Lakes Brewing Company in Dwajak, Michigan. On the Bigfoot side of things, we have already secured Ohio's Amy Boo. You will recognize her from episodes 102. She is a part of the Olympic Project out west in Washington, uh, as well as her own project called Zoo Book. Also, I am pleased to announce that I have tentatively secured Mr. Scott Tompkins of the Bigfoot Mapping Project. He's a friend of the show, and he's featured in episodes 127 and 57. Also on the slate is naturalist John Hickenbottom from Ohio's Salt Fort State Park. John was featured in episode 37, where we dug into the fact that he is responsible for a video series on the Ohio State DNR website on the topic of Bigfoot. And on the paranormal side, our special guest will be listener favorite, the Archbishop Christina Rake. As we add to the list of speakers, we will make you aware. So stay tuned for more info. Official page and tickets will be available by the beginning of March, maybe the first week of March. Speaking of Bigfoot, tonight's guest has made it in some way, shape, or form on your radar one way or another. Whether it's his 2017 documentary, Discovering Bigfoot, Maybe it was his appearance in the Les Stroud Survivor Man Bigfoot series or countless other features on Netflix, Discovery, YouTube, and a number of others. So if you're ready, let's get into it. If you will. Please give a warm, uncomfortable welcome to Mr. Todd Standing. Todd, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for taking the time and making this happen. I appreciate it. Uh, I think I suppose we should give a shout out to uh, Mr. Logan Shesau. I believe I'm saying that right. Am I not? Uh, uh, he's just Logan to me. He's a beast. <laughs> yeah. The Texas Logan. So yeah, the Texas uh, Texas Logan. Uh, Logan is responsible <laughs> for uh, putting us in contact with each other, and uh, mm. I did an episode <clears throat> with him back. Uh, I believe it was episode one thirty two. Squatching the backwoods mm. of BC was the title mm. of that episode. Um, yeah, Logan uh, Spent, I believe he said a total of around 25 days with you over the course of three different expeditions. Uh, yeah, to, to, uh, seven days each. So he's been on just three, might be four now. Um, it'll be four this year for sure. Uh, I, I'm having trouble keeping track. He's, he's every year he's around and uh, he just does fantastic. He, t- he takes it up a level. And he, people that I get to do expeditions with, he's become uh, more of a colleague than anything else where he just has incredible input. He's a highly intelligent human being. And uh, I'm so grateful to have all these great minds coming together with, you know, all these different perspectives and different ideas that help this discovery move forward, which is so important to all of us. Well, I, I will not, uh, I will not disagree with you that he is a, uh, he's a, he's a, he's a smart man and he mm-hmm. seems to come from uh, able means uh, as far as his education. So um, it's interesting to me. Let's just get right into it. Um, I was telling you before we started recording, I have, I have followed your work for, for a number of years. Um, 
I remember watching uh, discovering Bigfoot with my son for the first time. And, uh, I thought it was, I thought it was good. And, and then you, you showed these, uh, in remarkable pictures, uh, short, short clips of videos that, uh, honestly, I literally almost soiled my pants and I was like, (laughs) um, you know, there's, there's, there's the disbelief. There's the, oh my God, what if this is real? Um, and you know, to go to the beginning that, uh, the beginning of that documentary, um, as you're kind of doing your intro and introducing yourself and who you are, what you do, um, you refer to yourself as a skeptic Mm -hmm. and, Having since watched that several times, having seen you in other situations, having seen you in other uh, other shows, other YouTube uh, videos, your your voraciousness, your your ferocity of um, enthusiasm about this topic in no way, shape, or form would ever have made me think of you as at one point in time being a skeptic. Um, you just, you, you exude this wanton lust for, for proving this and getting it out in front of people and, and all that. And, and I applaud you for that. Um, yeah, well, there's, there's no, there's no better way to become a proponent to start out as a skeptic. In fact, what do you even say? Just, clearly non-believer like there's no chance the species exists and i was going to disprove the species period there was no way they existed it's not possible is is how i came into this initially and and that powerful perspective see my 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 motive wasn't wasn't truthful though when i say that about everything in my life i I have a perspective on something like I, i knew in my heart bigfoot couldn't be real but really what i was looking for was the truth no matter what it is and you talk about that being something that's uncomfortable, but if we can all just, no matter how painful it is, you know, accept the truth for what it is and see the forest through the trees, you know, so many, so many things will move forward so brilliantly. Like I, I'm a conservative man, you know, I live a conservative lifestyle, yeah. but that doesn't mean just, in, just in my lifestyle doesn't mean I, I can't be open to the truth and acknowledge and, and embrace the truth when it's presented to me. You, you told me earlier when we were talking that you'd never seen a, a Sasquatch before. And that's not true. You've watched my documentary. That's what I always want to say to people. You saw my documentary. Well, you've seen Sasquatch then. Right. You know, those uh, are, uh, let me rephrase. I have not, <laughs> I have not seen one in, in person. Um, mm. in, 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 I guess, I guess I bring that up the, about the skepticism about being a skeptic. Um, I, I'm curious to know what event or was it a series of things that changed that perspective from that skepticism of this can't be to to what you are now, which is just, you know, some some would argue that you are too over the top about this topic because you're just so excitable about it. And right you know, I, I'm, I'm not, ma- I'm not making a judgment here. How could I'm just, you not be excited? What's How that? Could you not be excited? I don't, I don't think there's, there's no way to come on board and realize that these giant primates are real. Like there are literally X-Men running around in the wilderness that are highly <laughs> specialized, the most man-like species, highly spiritual, extremely intelligent, 
if, if, if when you when you get into the no, especially boots on the ground, no, I'm not some theoretical guy that acknowledges things from a lab. I'm 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 out in it. I, I do appreciate the science and the and the bookwork. Right. But I'm more boots on the ground and and, and you know that even what comes with that too, like even as a hunter, you know the time you put in to successfully, you know, get your quarry. And if you you spent the, the more time you put into it, the harder it is, the more rare it is, the more excited you're going to be about it. And there's there is nothing rarer than filming or having a, an eyewitness accounting of a Sasquatch. There's nothing. It's talk, talk. Nobody's going to argue that with me because it doesn't get done. I've I've seen in my lifetime probably maybe uh, a dozen Sasquatch videos I believe to be authentic. It, one one in particular, the Patterson footage. I don't believe it to be authentic. I know it's authentic. Yeah. But beyond that, you know, Paul Freeman, you know, I, I, I strongly think that's legitimate footage. Could he have fooled me? Yes, he could. But, uh, you know, so there was something that rare. <laughs> and, and when you, I'll tell you, when you bleed, when you suffer, when you risk your life, like I have literally, I should have been dead 20 times. Literally the Sasquatch have saved my life on multiple occasions where I've extended myself too far. And how could you? How could you not be thrilled, excited, and and that kind of enthusiasm comes from being in a grind. This is and this is this is not some primate discovery anymore. This is literally going. To, this discovery will change the world, and and that makes me even more passionate because, like a lot of your viewers out there, I'm pretty scared about the way things are going. You know, I'm actually kind of terrified. You're saying a the mouthful there, my friend. You're saying you know, a mouthful it's, it's there. It's freaking scary. But I'm I'm telling you. This is not Sasquatch. The discovery of Sasquatch is not just some primate discovery. They literally, what they have to teach us will change the world. We will literally go, hey, remember when we were like that? And then remember when Sasquatch came along and taught us all this new information? Back to nature, telepathic abilities, can't lie anymore. When when they teach us that, which is what they're teaching me, which is they want, which which is what they want mankind to wake up to, the world will literally go to a state of so much justice and integrity and truth and honesty back to nature which just uh you know makes me want to work 10 times harder because i only have a finite amount of time i've had many people like the great john binnernagel wildlife biologist phd devoted his life to this yeah and i remember doing an interview with him where he says oh you know and i'd be excited to have this discovery happen in my time and i literally looked at him like of course it'll happen in your time john and it didn't yeah. He's gone. It's that not that that is one of my uh, that is one of the the regrets I have that I did not start doing this show earlier, sooner in my life mm. because I mm. I missed an opportunity to to have a conversation with that gentleman. He seemed yeah. to he exuded mm. kindness. He he was yeah. willing to give everybody their say, um, yes. and and I really liked his. Uh, his stance on not throwing everything out with the bathwater, right? Yes, um, yes. You know, listen okay. to everything. You don't necessarily have to subscribe to it, but hold on to mm -hmm. it, listen to it. You may run into mm -hmm. it again and again and again. And if, if it happens multiple times, you have to give it some credence. And I agree with that. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I wanna, <laughs> you, you kind of segued uh, real quick into some things that I wanted to get into in the later part, but we'll just, we'll just kind of move that around. Um, you, you mentioned the X-Men. Um, <clears throat> there, there's a, there's a very specific thought that comes to mind when you say 
X-Men to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you use the word spiritual and then you, you know, the, the overt signs of uh, intelligence. And mm-hmm. uh, you mentioned the, the telepathic communication. And mm-hmm. I don't know that like early on during discovering Bigfoot and even during the, the work you did with Les Stroud, Mm-hmm. Were you a uh, were you subscribed to or were you a p- proponent of you know what many as many people in the in the communities call the woo? Um, mm-hmm. Is is that something that you've just uh, like in the later part of your your investigations have you started coming yeah. to believe that or is that something you've always been subscribed to? Uh-huh. Well, I, I, I always felt it, and the knowledge was always being acquired. But you know, it's it's those it's those blow your mind moments where you go, wow. Uh, you know, I, I hear a story from the Macaw people in Nia, Nia, Nia Bay, and I go, oh my God, that what happened to them? That happened to me. That's how I survived. They can do stuff like that, and it's it's a lot of aha moments that you you know you just come to at a point the evidence just becomes so powerful. That it's the truth and it's not woo anymore. Telepathy is real. They teach it in freaking universities. Like it's, it's not woo. Empaths are real. This is very, very measurable and real. So if you're not if you're not keeping up with this this process, like John Bennernagle is an example, he would consider this very woo, but he can't now because psychologists are teaching this. They have they have special abilities in psychology to work with people that are empathic, that feel other people's emotions in a room. You know, so these are well, it's not very, only very that, but the, the U.S. government, and I'm sure governments throughout the world, uh, were mm-hmm. spending an inordinate amount of money investing into remote viewing by people because who were real. psychic. And it, it, it absolutely exists, yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's a real thing. It, it legitimately is funded 100%. by millions of dollars throughout several decades. So. Yeah. Yes, there are people who are psychic, and and I do believe that that is a a part of our history. That mm-hmm. um, I use this analogy a lot. Um, it's been a long time since most of us have had to spend any nights outside without walls around us, without a roof around us, without doors that locked, without windows that bolted. Um, you know, there are some people out there and, and I, you know, judging how, from how difficult you are to get a hold of, I would imagine that you're spending a lot of time out there. Um, so I think that throughout generations of us not having to use that, we have, we're not, we're not used to it anymore. We're not trained. Our, our senses are not keen to that anymore. Some people are, and some people have learned how to um, cultivate that and, and to, to make it work for them. I think we all have that possible, that, that in us, it's just been dormant for so long that it hardly ever rears its head anymore. Um, and who's training people to, to learn and expand in this incredible way to live? And, and, and I, I disagree with you. We all do have it. I've never met a human being. But let, let me ask you. So you ever been in a spot, you're just sitting around in your car, I don't know, and suddenly out of nowhere, you look in an area where you didn't hear, smell, or see anything. And someone was staring at you. you ever yeah. had that happen? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I, you may have misunderstood me. I believe that we still have that. I just don't think that sure. it's as pronounced as it had been. Um, you know, we've when, lost it. When, when and what came to us naturally, what they were never teaching, 
is just being lost because we're so disconnected from nature. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. It, it's it's scary what these little cell phones are doing to us. 5G towers, you know, all this. this it's almost like it, they actually had an episode of Star Trek years ago where they took over the ship by giving these people this little game that they got addicted to and looked like a, looked like our cell phones nowadays. <laughs> yeah. And they just stared there and stood at it and just became so, and that's happening in reality. Yeah, like, everywhere I go, <laughs> kids are looking at their damn cell phones, people walking across the street with a freaking cell phone in their face. It's going to get worse. So addictive. And that's not good nature, ladies and gentlemen. It's so bad. It's, yeah. it's horribly bad. Our species is not designed to do that. It's going to, and that's, that's the concerns I have right now. All this, you know, stuff that's going on right now in society, all this deception and, and abuse that people are going through. And it's, it's going to get worse unless we get back to our natural self. And I have good news for you all. The most manlike, the most human being on the planet, bipedal upright, just like us, is as, as much as we are masters of, of civilization, they're masters and the apex species in nature. And they can teach us and they want to teach us. And, and that's my goal is to literally in the next few years have 100 discovering Bigfoot research centers across North America and the world where people get back out to nature. They meet Sasquatch. They learn from them. They connect with the natural world. And someone will come along with some brilliant idea to expand it where I can you know, teach hundreds of thousands, millions of people. And, uh, and, and then we can really work on you know, saving people that aren't too far gone that haven't hit the zombie 10 out of 10, you know, you know, perspective I'm, yet. I'm going, I'm going to, I'm going to go down a little bit of a side street here. It's, it's related to what you're talking about. It's, it's related to getting back to who we should be. Um, mm -hmm. And this, and this is going to be a weird little thing, but um, I, I struggled with weight and, and, mm -hmm. For years, it was an up and down thing, and it was a yo-yo. And you know, I, I've spent more more years of my life being overweight than I have um, not. <clears throat> and you know, there's fad diets and and low carb and and all this stuff. And there's something about this way of eating that I'm doing now, which really resonated with me. And, and it's called the carnivore carnivore diet. <laughs> yeah. And it sounds insane to, to not eat vegetables, to not eat fruits, to not eat all the things that are in the pyramid that they tell you is the way you're supposed to eat. Mm -hmm. So I've eliminated sugar. I've eliminated processed foods. I started this diet, uh, I keep calling it a diet. I need to start referring to it as a, as a new way of eating. Mm -hmm. I've eliminated sugar. I've eliminated processed foods. I've eliminated those things that take up 95% of our grocery stores. Yeah. And since November 1st, and the, the recording date of this is uh, the 6th of February. So in just a hair over three months, I have dropped 52 pounds. Wow. 
my I'm 58 years old. I'm going to be 59 in June. The the pain in my hands and my wrists from arthritis is virtually gone. My old man aches and pains in my lower back and my knees and and everything else are virtually gone. Inflammation. I don't have dandruff anymore. I've got energy like I've not had in, I don't think it's a stretch when I say 20 years. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about that, getting back to basics, getting back to nature, getting back to who we're designed to be and who we should be, um, that's the closest that I have that I can relate to and say, you know, I think you're right. I really do because this, this has been transformative for me, not only in the way that I feel, but in the way that I think. And once you start accepting that and you, you know, if I go to a doctor and they tell me my cholesterol has gone up because all I'm doing is eating red meat now. Okay. But (laughs) you're not going to tell me the doctor's not going to tell me to stop eating that way. He's just going to give me, he's going to prescribe something for me to treat that symptom. He's not going to tell me to stop eating that way. He's going to tell me if you're going to eat this way, then here you need to take this. And, and I think that's indicative of, of a lot of things nowadays. Everything is a Band-Aid instead of getting to the root cause of problems. And, and I know that we're getting way off topic here, but I, I do agree with you. I think, I think that we, we all need to spend more time outside. Uh, we all need to t- spend more time grounding ourselves to, to Mother Earth and getting in touch with yes. nature again. Um, mm-hmm. With going back to the going back to the experiences that you recognized as oh this has happened to me and this has happened to me mm-hmm. can we can we dig into a couple of those things that were were so transformative for you that the the woo sure. is 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 not as unusual as what many people think well on a on a couple occasions uh i had i felt uh like powered up. I felt an incredible power and a strength come over my body. And uh, I just, I I didn't really think anything of it until I heard the, uh, there's a story that all the high school students know. You don't bully anybody at Nia Bay High School because what happened when there were these two brothers that were really bad at bullying everybody. And one day this kid just couldn't take it anymore. He ran off into the wilderness and Sasquatch said, I empower you to go back and kick their ass. So he went back and he had this incredible strength and he beat the crap out of these two brothers. And then the kid stood there and said, Sasquatch did this. He won't tolerate bullying here anymore. So it's not going to happen. And it hasn't happened since. And all the, all the, the young students know these, this story. And then I, I went back to a day where I hiked out on a Sasquatch expedition. I went out too far, snowed three feet, I had to come back. It was too cold. I didn't have enough food. <coughs> Hiking in three feet of snow. <coughs> makes it five times harder to get back. I literally got hypothermia and laid down to die. I remember seeing my truck uh, on the other side of the mountain running. And I was like, I can't make it there. I can't lift my legs anymore. So I laid down to die and felt like, you know, happy and euphoric. And I was like, you know, I had a good life and everything's going to be okay. I did the best I could. Suddenly I felt my body get warm. 
and I, and I, I felt this urge in me to just get up, get up. And I, I literally got up and I was like, why do I feel so strong? Why am I warm? I knew that the Sasquatch were around and they were making sounds, but I was kind of like, you're in, you're in hella survival mode. You're not thinking about that. I remember getting up and hearing them whooping and making sounds and I just paid no attention. I was like, this is unbelievable. It's like a miracle. And I, and then I did, I got back to my, my vehicle and, and survived. Uh, and, and there were other occasions where stuff like this has happened to me. And uh, I just had to go back. I know there are people that are very Christian, you know, maybe angels or Jesus did it or something like that. But that, that, I know what I know. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to any other cultural belief or religious belief. But I know that was Sasquatch. And when, when I heard that Nia Bay story, it just hit me like, because when I was getting that story, I literally know Sasquatch wanted me to learn that it was them doing that, that they had the power to do that to me. And I was out literally right by where there were Sasquatch in Nia Bay where this young man told me this story and I could feel them there going, even saying, see, this is, this, it's been us. Like we're out here. Like there's a reason what I've learned recently is there's a reason they were keeping me alive is I have a job to do. And even the way they're speaking it to me is there is no plan B. I have to get this done. And, and literally what we have to teach people, what they're teaching me right now, is imagine living in a world, so they're, they're highly telepathic, like next level telepathy. I can't even believe the stuff I'm learning from them, what they teach me. I'll literally be out on an expedition. This happened many times. And they're reading somebody, but they can't communicate to him. So they'll tell me, oh, tell me about your big sister and what's happening. I'm, I'm, I'm asking this guy stuff about him. I, I had no idea. I don't know he has a big sister. I didn't know they had a fight and why and all that stuff. And so I'm literally seeing this mind speak stuff happen and it happens a hundred times a year now, just so many times, something that's just beyond anybody's capability. This is transpiring. And, you know, it's, it's obviously they're highly telepathic and communicative like that. And, and they actually know that humanity is struggling right now because they can feel it in the energy. I don't know if you can understand that, but all this pain that we're all feeling, Sasquatch feels it. And they're concerned, even with this COVID stuff that went on, it was, they were very, very concerned. They see people as dark and light. And literally, you don't have to be a genius to know there's some people out there that are very dark. They live with this energy to destroy and be parasitic and take away and smash people down. Those are dark, those are dark beings, not even humans necessarily. And then there's the light people, and that's who they're trying to help. They want these light people, these people that are walking around highly telepathic, highly psychic, and they're denying these abilities. And I've met many of them, many of them. They're like, I thought I was just dreaming. I thought that was my imagination. I'm like, no, it's not. Sabe is talking to you. There's all these images that are going out there because they are desperately trying to communicate with us to get us back to this, to, even to wake up. Can you imagine living in a world, you don't need to vote for a president. We can literally look into the heart of one good man and go, wow, you're just a good man. You're going to do all these good things. And, and we can feel that in him, you know, with, where we don't need police and lawyers and judges because we're all going to know what this person did or, 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 or how bad they are, or how good they are. You can't be fooled anymore. A, a human being's intention, when you become telepathic, becomes open. You become transparent. And, and there's, that'd be a world of justice and honor and truth and integrity. And that's where the Sasquatch live. And that's why this is, again, not about some ape discovery. We can't, we can't verse them. We can't beat them. They only give us what we've earned because they can feel that we're coming. They can remote feel that I'm driving out there. They remote feel some jerk's got a gun and is going to come try to shoot him and kill a specimen. And that human being, none of those human beings have ever had success with Sasquatch. And they can't because you can't verse a being 
that's at that level. And it's not just telepathy. You know, it's not just even telekinesis. Like there are so many levels of what these guys are capable of. It's pretty, it's pretty scary once you get down the rabbit hole. It's, it does start to get woo. <clears throat> you know, I, I've seen stuff. I've seen evidence of so many, They're breaking trees. It, it's not possible. That power doesn't exist in the world. Yeah. They take a tree that's like eight inches and they snap it clean. And I've had hydraulic engineers and structural engineers come out and go, it's simply not possible. Well, they're bending it by using a frequency. And I have to sit here and go, I know it's woo. Nothing can break things with frequency, but they do when they can. I see it all the damn time. Frequency, you know? frequency and vibration is it, to me, it, right. it's, it's the key to, to right. these things. And I've been saying this for a number of years now <laughs> and, and I get people, so right. I get people looking at me like I'm, I'm, I'm crazy and maybe I am and, and I'm okay. No, no, you're not. No, but, no, you're not. But you, frequency. You're, you're theorizing something that has significant evidence out there. And I could show you things that people just go like, again, the hydraulic engineers, these guys make hydraulic machines that can do anything. Those big cranes, they come out and they go, Todd, for me to make a machine that would do this, to squeeze at two ends of this tree and break it with that kind of pressure, we would crush the tree. And here's the tree, no crush marks. Yet something performed an amount of pressure and a break to this that doesn't exist in our world, in our in our world, in our quantum world of physics and and an understanding of things. That power doesn't exist. So whatever remains, however improbable, must be the truth. And they're using frequency and vibration to change it. And now imagine a being that all they ever did was work with frequency, vibration, telepathy, telekinesis, all these incredible advantages, even even uh, even future thought. I'm learning about that where I don't know if what they can do is they can actually communicate to themselves in the past. So I don't know if they can communicate into the future, but I've seen significant evidence of them going, OK, this is going to happen. So they communicate back to themselves, because when you start to get in these certain frequencies and vibrations of, of even telekinesis, it, it, it goes beyond what we're capable of in time. And now they're, they're, they have so many advantages and it's such an advantageous to, way to live. I'm literally dealing with what I, I call them my teachers. They're the masters of the wilderness and, and they have a mastery of all these incredible gifts. And, and, and we're learning, we're seeing stuff in nature that, you know, with, with the study of mushrooms, now we, we've learned things like trees are fighting each other and protecting their offspring, for God's sake. In studying a mushroom, this one dude realized this tree growing killed all these other trees. Why is it killing these other trees? It's roots? Because its baby is right there. So trees are defending themselves against other trees and protecting their offspring. Well, how do they see that? How can they know that's their offspring? So there's way more going on here. We know that mushrooms communicate with each other over hundreds of months. We factually yeah. know it. Absolutely. So what we have here and a, in nature, and, and a mushroom is one of the the i believe the largest living organism on this planet and it's out in yeah. uh where in oregon i believe i believe it's out in oregon oh i can't with all with all the nature that i'm in the study of i can't keep up with it i don't acres and acres of of this yeah. mushroom this fungus organism that lives yeah. under the ground it, that we absolutely require for survival. I mean, if, if fungus isn't breaking down material, then our, our whole natural world just dissolves into nothing. And that's that's where all the answers are. The answers are all in nature. And I'm, I'm, I'm here to tell people that there, there, are, there are beings like us, referred to as Bigfoot or Sasquatch, that have the perfect understanding of that, an exceptional understanding of that. We, we, we've learned to ground. You're talking about ground. It's when you walk around barefoot 
uh, in nature and it grounds you and, and creates all this incredible positive ionization in your bodies. We don't do that. And, and Sasquatch never stopped doing that. Yeah. They, they've been meditating and speaking through distances and, and learning about this stuff. They, that's all they do. They practice this stuff as, as, a, as a lifestyle. They are literally, when they communicate with someone like me, they're going down to their lowest level. And I have to reach up to my highest just to get some sort of understanding because they're so incredibly advanced. And, and I'm, I'm sorry if that's hard for people to understand, but I don't, I don't believe this stuff. I know it. I've literally, I'm so goddamn stubborn before I'll take on information. And I literally will get slapped in the face 150 times before I start realizing, like even last year as an example, these people come out. And they go, they've never been, like, they, there's no way they could have ever been to my research center, ever. It's in the middle of nowhere. I drive this guy out from California. He goes, stop. I saw a Sasquatch make that tree break. And there's an Australian with me. And he goes, quiet, you made never thought you were here before. And he wasn't. He was never here before. So he gets out and he says, there's a track right behind it. And there's a track. And then he goes, there's another tree break that I haven't seen off of the distance about 200 yards that way. We go over there. There's another tree break and a track. He goes, they gave, they told me to come here and they did this for me in a dream. And now what I'm learning, because this has happened dozens and dozens of times. Now what I'm learning is I'm literally a conduit for me to take people out and show them and introduce them to this new lifestyle and this new way of thinking. And uh, it's I, I've become more of a guru like Tony Robbins, where even like Sasquatch Odyssey came out with me. And it's it's nothing like you think. Like these expeditions, they are about Sasquatch, but they're we eat extremely healthy food. I teach people about the carnivore diet. The carnivore diet is absolutely astonishing and amazing. It's I was so, I was so pissed off when the research came back from four universities, smashing my head on the on a desk, going, "You sons of bitches lied to us about this now, like you bastards! It's all lobbyists and freaking parasites yeah. that have been lying and cheating and stealing. Go eat dairy; it's essential. What dairy's as <laughs> dairy's as essential as as eating wood." What the hell are you talking about? You know, and and all the, the benefits of the carnivore diet are immense. It's ridiculous. We're so meant to eat that way. And I, I, and all this three months, you know? three months, and the the difference that I've seen in in every aspect of me is it's in. I mean, it, it's borderline unbelievable. It's a miracle. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's a miracle. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I talk. I, I follow Jordan Peterson. I love the guy. Mm -hmm. um, he talks about how it cleared his gum disease, and gum disease is uncurable. Well, you his know, but, his but, daughter Michaela was was stricken with you know a number of debilitating right? uh, immune disease right? issues. But you know, and 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 now I used to, for, for God's sake, primatology students ask me, well, they can't survive in the winter. What are they going to eat? Just meat. That this 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 question comes up with Sasquatch because that's all they could eat in the winter is meat. There's no vegetation, and you can't survive on just meat. Oh, whoops! You can. <laughs> Not only can you survive, you freaking thrive, thrive on just meat, yeah. right? So we're we're going through all these changes that are coming about. Even vegans, you know, I, there's farmers going around that protect vegan food. Going, I kill more animals than than you'll ever eat trying to eat a cow to protect your vegetables man every day thousands of animals get killed so to think that you think you're free and clear and you're all it's 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 not what you think it is this world i know i have a friend who uh is also on the carnivore diet he was a vegan before he had to quit because he was dying he literally his body couldn't do it not i think some people could possibly be capable of being full-blown vegans but he certainly wasn't one of them and yeah. uh 
it's what I'm scared of is I'm uh, I'm six foot three and I'm you know I'm I'm pretty lean all the time, especially when I'm doing expeditions. For for I go I do twenty weeks straight of in one week out the next for expeditions from June till October. And man, I get so lean. I can't eat enough food. And it's, it's so I'm, I'm terrified to do the carnivore diet because in the four months or so I get off from expeditions, I try to bulk up as best I can. I have apps. And I hear people like you talking about how you lose all this weight. <coughs> I'm terrified to lose weight, man. What am I going to have? Like, abs on my abs showing like i can <laughs> well you know i mean <laughs> and again we're we're kind of getting away from the the topic but in re- in relation to what you just said um mm. my my girlfriend she has decided to start eating this way too and she's mm. she's a very small tiny little thing and mm. she is she has seen some of the same many of the same benefits that i am but <clears throat> her body is not reacting by taking weight off of her because she doesn't need to lose weight. So it's Mm -hmm. not, it's not, it's not taking weight off of her. She's getting the benefit of all these other things, but I would eat, I would eat fat like bacon, like every day. (laughs) I, uh, I, uh, I make, uh, three pounds of, of, uh, thick cut bacon every weekend and that is my oh. three pounds three pounds of bacon a week is my snack <laughs> that's that's my <laughs> that's my go-to snack um you know you, it, you, it talk, all- you talk about these um these communications that you have are they, are these things coming to you like kind of in the in the form of of a download or are these like legitimate conversations right now Right now, what we're calling, they don't speak English. So right now, what we're calling them is experiential telepathy. And the way the communication happens is uh, like, and there's certain things they, they, they don't tell you to what not to think. Like if I say, don't think blue, you think about blue, right? So when you, when you speak in these languages, that's what makes it so honest is you can't talk about what you don't want or, or don't or no. You have to talk about what you can and what is. So now if I was to speak to you an experience, so an experiential telepathy, what I would do is I'd close my eyes and I would send you an image of my daughter, see her moving around and playing with things. And then you'd feel the emotion I attach to it, which is I love her, I adore her, I treasure her. She's the most beautiful thing in the world to me. And so through that experiential moment of, of what you were perceiving from me with the emotion attached to it, you deduce a certain reading, a, a, a certain language from it. And that's what they do to me is I would, I would see an image of, let's say, Kyle and his sister and how they used to hang out and have fun. And I'd be like, you have a sister who's taller than you, has dark hair? And he goes, dude, how'd you know that? I don't talk to her anymore. And I go, wait a second, wait a second. Because it's a brother and sister Sasquatch that are out there. So an older it, sister. It's more, it's more in lines with interpretive information. It is absolutely that. I mean, when I, when I start interpreting the emotions I'm feeling <coughs> attached to the experience, it's like a video that plays in my mind. You know, like this one Sasquatch loves Matt. I see a picture of Matt walking around and it's actually that Sasquatch looking at Matt through the trees. <clears throat> and I feel this positivity, this joy, this kindred feeling between Matt and this particular Sasquatch. He really likes Matt. He's been trying to talk to Matt. But Matt <coughs> is not telepathic. 
So as much as this Sasquatch is trying to reach Matt, he can't. So he, he sends that experience to me and I go, holy crap, Matt, like this, this Sasquatch, man, I can see pictures of you. You went to the bathroom this morning and you went over there. He's like, how do you know that? Because I see you walking over there and I see this Sasquatch feeling so connected to you, so kindred to you. He really wants to learn about you and appreciate you badly. And, and I feel that through this emotion, right? So, or, or even sometimes I'll see, like, I remember a Sasquatch had a rock in his hand and I see a rock in a hand and I feel this excitement, like it's going to get thrown. And I don't know how to explain it, like the itch to throw it. So I see the rock cock back and I go, here it comes. And that's what the Sasquatch is communicating to me. There's going to be a rock thrown at us. So this rock goes whipping through the air, lands on the ground. And with Kyle and Kyle goes, you know what I wanted this year? I wanted the Sasquatch to toss a rock around us and I wanted to pick it up and take it home and know a Sasquatch had held that. That was my dream goal. And he didn't tell me that. All I knew was here's the rock coming and Sasquatch knew that he wanted that. So they gave it to him and used me in between to communicate this. And this, to, to understand, like I'm sitting in an area, even Kyle likes uh, bunch berries and Sasquatch knows that. So they lead me out to an area. They tell me, move, keep moving here, sit down. And there's 10,000 bunch berries. I've never seen so many bunch berries. And Kyle goes, man, I love bunch berries. He starts eating them. And I'm sitting there going, something else is coming though. And because the Sasquatch wanted to give him something. And so Kyle chills out and I go, I see a rock. And I go, here it comes, here it comes. And I knew it wasn't dangerous. I knew that rock wasn't going to hurt us. It was just towards us. And again, a a hundred times a year do I see and experience stuff like this where, you know, people that are around me in the beginning, they get a little like, this guy crazy. Like, this is too woo. Survivor Man did that with me. How do you keep finding tracks? How do you keep going the right way? Well, the truth is, because it's impossible when you're in the wilderness. There's a million ways to go. Most of them are wrong. And I kept going the right way. And I remember Les stopping and go, you've never been here before. I go, I absolutely have not. He goes, and you came right here, found these breaks and these tracks. How are you doing that? And I just don't know. I just, I would just feel it and I would move that way. And it was, it was almost like I was being manipulated. It is. I was literally being manipulated in a positive way by Sasquatch. And uh, so at the end of the day, Les Stroud goes, well, either this guy is the greatest hoax that ever lived. Or there's something extremely special about this man that is continuously gives him this incredible success. And he talked about it in the show where he said, you know, people people complain about Todd being so obsessed with it. But guys who are obsessed about grizzly bears and the whole life about grizzly bears find grizzly bears. And guys that are obsessed with gorillas and want to do gorillas and they find gorillas. And here's Todd obsessed with Sasquatch. It's my whole purpose in life is to facilitate this discovery. And there's never been its equal. We have never discovered, literally, I I don't mean to be disrespectful, but a superior species. They are freaking superior. They do not have any trouble with masculine and feminine. They are not in war with each other, murdering, deceiving, stealing from each other the way we do, you know, burying. They, They just don't do that because they can't. That's not an honest, open, transparent way to live. And that's their whole life. That's the only way you can communicate through telepathy is when you open up and you're like a Sasquatch can sit down with another Sasquatch and in two minutes they can share each other's life story, all their pain, all their emotion. And and also there's no deceit behind it. I couldn't even imagine sitting down with somebody like, you know, how vulnerable you'd have to be like, we're having this good conversation. You like me, I like you, sure. but to sit down and show you every pain I've been through in my life, the suffering and sh- crap that I've been through, how I've been ground and beaten in my life, like the stuff that's made me a hard human being to share that with you in a couple of minutes for you to get a tear in your eye and go, wow, man, 
I know why you're there because you've been through hell. And I, yes, I have. It's been horror and nightmare. And I've had to fight for this. And that's why, when, again, when it comes time to the success, man, I'm doing backflips. I'm pumping my arms in the air. I'm a crazy man because nobody knows, like no human being. I'll never, the people that are coming up underneath me, they're learning. They'll never do 12 day expeditions where you starve to death in the wilderness like I did. No one, there's no reason for that. But I did that. I had to go and prove that that was not necessary. Uh, it was just, it was my pathway. And that's the old way. It doesn't happen, have to happen again. I want the new people coming up underneath me that I'm training to have an easier success way without having to risk their damn lives so much. The way, I mean, the things that I've done and, you know, like sitting out in the mountains with Survivor Man, he goes, oh, that peak's pretty cool. Ever been up there? I go, yeah, there's a fire pit up there. He goes, that peak right over there. I go, that one and that one and that one and that one. He goes, you've been to those six peaks. No, those are just the ones that we can see. I've been to dozens of others. I've climbed these mountains. I've sat at those peaks and waited not seen a single sign of Sasquatch. That's what I've been through. That day I almost fell. This day I was attacked by a mountain lion. That day an avalanche happened. Like I've been through hell and back over and over. And all, all Les had to do was pull out a pair of binoculars and goes, my God, man, there is a fire pit there. That's yours? I go, yeah, it's just like the one in front of us. You've been there. That's yours? Yes. And and that's that's what has made me come into this this position. That's what makes me stand here man to man in front of you and your viewers telling you I am telling the truth. Not only is Sasquatch, do they exist? We've discovered them. And if you want to discover them, you have to open up your heart. You have to find this new paradigm shift in your life. And that comes through meditation. That comes through your third eye, your pineal gland right up here. That comes through breaking into a new age of enlightenment where we will literally go. It's an Remember awakening. how we were like that? It's an awakening. And now we're like this. You know? Yeah. So... And, that, and that's, that's what I'm here to tell people. It's not about Sasquatch. Get that out of your head. They're teachers. And what they want for us is they want us to expand to the next level. And anybody who gets this capability, they will literally run things. You can't touch people that have these abilities. That's why we can't touch Sasquatch. The greatest technology in the world. I have thermal drones and all that stuff. I can't verse them. I lose every single time. I'm literally, there is nobody who can track like I am. In the Pacific Northwest of the United States and Canada, I am one of the best trackers. I'm, I'm, I'm lying. I'm the best tracker that's alive to date. There's stuff that I do. There's abilities that I have. Nobody can touch me. Why am I telling you that? Because Sasquatch will kick my ass. I don't have a freaking snowball's chance in hell prayer versing them. And I'm at the elitist level of tracker. I have the best technology and I can't touch them because they're so far ahead. Everything that I've earned from them, they gave to me. Even recently, I found with the Patterson footage, that female did that on purpose. She was freaking, if you talk to Bob Gimlin, she was waiting there for Patterson to pull his camera out. When he got the camera out, it started rolling. That's when she says, here we go. Let's make history and show the world. And you know what's amazing about Sasquatch too is they gave us that to help us come into the age of enlightenment. And most people didn't believe it. You know what most people can't do? They can't see the goddamn force through the through trees. trees. Yeah, they can't. No, that's what is so freaking real. I want to, I want to, I want to take you back to that statement you made. So, you know, what has, what has changed from from that moment when Bob Gimlin and Roger Patterson got that mm -hmm. footage? Mm -hmm. um, if if that is their their goal is to be like, mm -hmm. hey, we're here. Yeah. We're big, we're proud. <laughs> yeah. 
understand mm -hmm. we're here. Um, yeah. Why why is that not uh, continued to be prevalent? Why are there not more people running into these experiences and and being able to show it and prove it? Well, the, the stats are, well, first of all, and this is, this is what Sasquatch always wants. They want people that can see the truth to come to them. And people that can't see the truth, that they're so deceived and deceptive and jaded in the world, they don't want them. So it is working. And, and what's happened is there's a study, Angus and Reed did a, a study of, in North America, especially in the United States, almost 30% of Americans believe Bigfoot is real or very probably real. So it has worked. And then what I've seen is if you go in the cities, most people in the cities don't have a damn, they're so indoctrinated and domesticated, not what the opposite of wild. And the opposite of wild is the opposite of free. So indoctrinated, domesticated human beings can't see this truth. But if you go into like Olympic Peninsula, Nia Bay, they did a, or, or they did a story on me in Harrison Hot Springs, a big hotspot for Bigfoot. They literally, when they do a story, when I was doing a species protection uh, petition, they need to get people that agree with me and disagree. They did 50 interviews. They couldn't find one person who didn't agree with me doing species protection in Harrison Hot Springs. And if you go to Nia Bay and Washington Peninsula, all 95% of people know Bigfoot are real. So it is working. It's just, it just, this is what I've learned recently, just in the last couple of years. The most important thing is if you're not embracing your wild side, you're not free. There's no such thing as a free thing that's domesticated. It doesn't exist. And you live in the United States of America, this freedom, amazing country. It's not free. They take away your freedom by making you wear shoes and clothes and looking at your TV and staring at your screen. They indoctrinate you in so many. The more civilized you get, the more domesticated you get, the less free and wild you are. So I'm here to tell you, reconnect with your wild side. You're doing it through the carnivore diet, but it's not enough. Right. You need to go for walks in the wilderness. You need to ground. You need to go outside and meditate. You need to go, you know, hang out with the trees and talk to the squirrels, man. Because I'll tell you something else. Animals, they have these abilities. They're highly empathic. Deer, elk, moose, bears. They're very, my, my dog, I have a Rottweiler. And people see me do shit with her that they can't even believe. She'll be sitting over beside me in the sun. And I mind speak to her. I go, go sit in the sh over by a tree over there. We'll wait for you. Just go, you can go sit in the shade while we stay in the sun. My dog walks over and sits in the shade. And they go, how the hell did you do that? It's not the words that I did. I mind speak with her. I told her, I said, you're hot there. And she goes, yeah, I am. I'm black. I go, if you go over into the shade, stay there. I'm still with you, but you'll be cooler there. And she understood. So she walked into the shade. And I do that thousands and thousands of times with, with animals out in the wilderness. And the miracles, you want me to get woo, I get woo with you. I've seen some stuff that's like, man, here, let's get crazy woo. I did a video about it. So I'm on an expedition. Here's my wrist. I'm on an expedition and I'm being kind of, a, I'm trying to make Sasquatch knocks with a rock. And as hard as I could ever hit, they're four times loud. I'm just showing people and I'm not a wimp. I'm a big, strong guy. But take this rock and I hit it way too hard on a tree. Messed up my wrist. We're to the point where like the cartilage was damaged. I was like, oh my God, this is going to injure me for the rest of my goddamn life. Like I'm never going to get over this, 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 this damage I did from ego. So I'm there and I'm, I'm, I got my wrist out and the expeditioners see it swelling up and I'm, oh man, this is so bad. Two freaking monarch butterflies come along and land on each side of my wrist and start dancing around. And they're looking at me like, what's going on? I go, I have no idea why those butterflies are doing that. The swelling goes down and my wrist is fine. 
And, and you want to talk woo? My, my teachers told me that Sasquatch did that. They didn't want me to have that damage to the wrist. They knew what I was doing was authentic. It wasn't being egotistical. I was just trying to duplicate the sound they made. And they weren't going to tolerate me having a messed up wrist because I was scared. I was literally like, oh my God, I need this wrist for so many things. You know, I, I, I'm a working man still. I, I, this is a bad thing. Yeah. And they fixed it. And, and now that's woo. Do I have any, any evidence to substantiate that? Well, I have, I have a video of the two birds on me. I have expeditioners who saw me crack that. My, my wrist just went snap. But I know what I know. That's a fact. And I could tell you 20 things like that that have happened to me that are crazy, crazy woo. And it's okay for you to call it woo. It is woo. It's beyond my ability and understanding right. for Sasquatch to send two butterflies over and fix my wrist. But when I talk about the breaks, when I talk about the telepathy, when I talk about the mind speak, this is not woo. You can't dismiss that as woo because they're teaching this in universities, Harvard, Princeton. You can go to any faculty of psychology. They teach it in the books, in the psychology books. This mind speak and whatever telepathy they're calling it, it's absolutely true and real. And if you knew anything, I've been to university. Universities, man, they don't accept something as true until it's tried, tested, and been to the gauntlet 20 times. They're so damn conservative about science. And they're teaching this in universities. So if you're sitting there going, well, this telepathy thing is garbage, you're gonna, I have sympathy for you because you're going to get left behind. It's the new age. The greatest men and women alive will ascend this level. It's the most important sensory perception a human being can have. You can literally feel your way into something and go have tremendous success or be confused and unauthentic and doing things you're not meant to and have a, a crap life. Your life will suck if you're not being authentic and moving in line with what your destiny and your universal connection to this beautiful planet is. And these are, these are things that, that again, the, the most powerful feeling a human being can have, you should be feeling it for me right now. It's called authenticity. It's not love. It's not laughter. There's, those are powerful things. But the most, and this has been measured in science. Not, this is not arguable. When you're out there and you're being your truly authentic self, you are going to be so successful. And then when you're being that authentic, you can be telepathic. You can be vulnerable and share your thoughts with people because you're not ashamed of yourself. You're not an evil, bad person that has stuff to hide, which is a, literally a sickness and a cancer in our society. And Sasquatch wants that gone. So this is all. Sasquatch, all of this positivity is directly related to them. I am a student of Sasquatch and, and, and I always will be my whole life. I am entirely a full-time Sasquatch researcher. I don't know anybody in the world who's been able to attain that, that hasn't, you know, that really does it like I do. Like I take people out and teach them about Sasquatch and have them live interact with or I witness them. This is what I do. This is my job. And I am boots on the ground. I'm not, I don't have film crews follow me around. I don't have you know, the, the Finding Bigfoot crap. I was on the Finding Bigfoot show. That's that's an example of deception and deceit and, and a lack of authenticity. I have been like even Expedition Bigfoot. The reason that show exists, it was me that they were doing it with Travel and Escape. The problem is Jeff Meldrum, Todd Stanning, and Ian Redmond were going to do that show. But we won't lie. So we don't get the show. People that will deceive and cheat and lie got the show. People that will say stuff that's not really happening and make stuff up got the show so jeff meldrum has no tv shows neither does todd standing and we're literally not arguably the best in the field i show people sasquatch i do it all the time 
Jeff Meldrum has a, a, a collection of science and tracks. He's had the, the feet accepted of the by the scientific community as authentic, real footprints from a real indigenous existing species. Why doesn't he have a TV show? You know why? Because he won't lie. Yeah. And on Finding Bigfoot or Expedition Bigfoot, they lie. And they have to lie. And they have to do things for drama. It's reality TV. And, and hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Reality TV means it's fake. Survivor well, they, teacher. They have to ensure that people are going to come back next week and watch the next episode where no, no, nothing happens. No, no, but I disagree with you. Every I wouldn't do an episode unless I had something significant happen. Watch my freaking YouTube videos. They blow it every. Like literally, my movie is the is the tip of the iceberg. I could do and, and remember too, my movie, this is what was so ironic. So my movie's two hours long. They never did anything like that on any TV show ever. I could have a show like that every week. Well, blow your mind with new evidence and new things because I'm literally out in the field like 15 weeks a year. I could put, believe me, I could put together 10 episodes that would blow your mind. And what, and do, you, and what, do, you, do, and what do you think the, what do you, what do you think the hesitation is? Cause, uh, your, your YouTube channel, you have in you know, upwards of 400 videos uploaded. Mm -hmm. Um, some mm -hmm. of them are just you reacting to other videos. There's, but yeah. there's a number of them out there with you having your experiences. Um, yeah. what do you think? And, and I guess this kind of plays into, um, I want to be careful how I say this because I don't want you to walk away with the wrong impression of me, but going back to something that Les Stroud said that you, you mentioned a little while ago, either this guy is the best hoaxer in the world or, okay. Yeah. So you know where I'm going with this. I mean, yes. you're, you are well known. You are, yeah. um, I mean, one of the more popular names that can easily come up in a conversation about Bigfoot research. Mm -hmm. Um, but much maligned you you do have a lot of naysayers and there's a lot of a lot of shade thrown at mm. your evidence now yeah. why do you think that is they want to they want to compete with me they want to be the best bigfoot researcher and the truth is they can't uh i'm light years ahead of any of them uh their their arguments are preposterous and stupid I mean, Les Shroud filmed the top of the head of a Sasquatch on an expedition with me, and he never did more than three days in a row with me, you know? So there's, I mean, I, and, and the stuff that he did, I mean, he's out in the bush and there's tracks in the ground. You heard something he can't explain at the night, you know, apples are taking Bigfoot tracks all over the place. He's there. He knows. It's all real. Like all these people, like Jeff Meldrum saw a Sasquatch in my movie for the first time in his life. He saw a Sasquatch in three freaking days with me. These are not coincidences. So I, people want to compete with me and they want to verse me. And why, why, do you why do you think Meldrum kind of backpedaled a little bit on ultimately saying, I, I don't know what I saw. Sure. Sure. Uh, he doesn't backpedal with me, but uh, I think he has to in society because people consider me so controversial. I mean, you bring up my name and there's legitimate hatred. And this, they're the stupidest Absolutely. arguments. And Jeff, Absolutely. Except Jeff and John, especially John too, John wouldn't talk about me because it's just an argument. Because what are you, are you talking about when they morphed my head into a Sasquatch? Mm. 
you know, it was like the stupid thinker thunker morphed my head into a Sasquatch. He was like the third person to do it. He goes, look, a perfect match. Really? You want to see something miraculous? I'm wearing glasses. These glasses would fit on you. They fit on my daughter. I'm just a regular human being. These, I, I have the same facial features and presentation as any human being. That Sasquatch, you want to try to put these glasses on him? <laughs> I measured his head using pine needle leaves. His head is literally, my head was just, up, just under seven inches. His was 16 inches across. And his proportions were off. What these, and I'll call them, what these morons did, like that idiot thinker thunker, is he, he blew my proportions out of my head and it still didn't fit. Well, you know, my, my nose is sticking out the bottom a half an inch, but I could just chop my nose off to put that, mask on it's not a mask it's a sasquatch i know it, it's just and the proportions are totally different and they can't even get their own crap right why would you ever I don't know, it's nothing but nothing what they say just makes any sense and, and you need to know too like like jeff in the beginning he did a he did a radio show with me we did bigfoot north radio he spent like six months researching me trying to find one little chink in my armor you got nothing what these what these what these jealous human beings will say is well he's a proven hoaxer and you go well how well that, and they that, won't say that how. that's the thing that is that is one of the most common things yeah. and and i yeah. i saw it in some of your some of your videos in the comments mm. i've seen it in yeah. other things and and it's yeah. it's a it's a very uh seemingly factual statement that this person is yeah. saying you are a confirmed it. hoaxer yet right. Yet, what is it that you've been proven to have hoaxed? Right. You know, That's okay, you've got you've got some some video and some still pictures of of faces of what three three different uh, subjects. Yes, that yes. that you uh, that you featured in in the documentary. Um, yes, they are they're very close up. I mean, questions for myself would be, you know, what kind of camera were you using? What was the uh, what kind of folk, uh, what kind of lens were you using? How far away right. from these individuals were you when you got those pictures or videos? Right. Um, right. You know, th those are a number of things that I'd be really interested in knowing, because mm. to me, if if you're capable of answering those things and I'm not asking you to. Um, those, sure. those would be things that would be very interesting to me from the perspective of yeah. trying to suss you out, whether or not this is bullshit or not. Um, yes. you know, I, you know, the, the first one is, is very, what I would assume would be a typical looking Sasquatch. The, the second one, um, mm -hmm. to me, uh, it looks like it has taken on, um, physical characteristics of of what if i were to relate it to a human um mm -hmm. something that would be uh, uh eskimo mm -hmm. because to me it, it has yeah. you know it, it has a, a very distinctively different appearance <clears throat> and then the third one the the black face mm -hmm. one the, that's uh, hidden underneath the log that yeah. one scared the piss out of me because that that flat out looks like a uh, a, a a bad bad mother, <laughs> and was, you know he was angry too. Remarkably chimp like, um, yeah. you know. Well, but and, he, and he, he doesn't. He doesn't. The problem with him is you can only see this much of his face, right? Right. And what I what I've what I've had other colleagues of mine show me is their proportions are identical. All three of them, they do look different. 
but you know, one's a young female, another one's a, a fully grown male. The Kubota is old. That's the dark face one that you're seeing. And each of them are in a different space. Jake and Jane, the first two ones you talked about, the male and female, they're calm and chill, you know, just totally relaxed. And then Kubota is pissed right off at me. He's mad. He, he came down to kick my ass after I got that footage. Like he was, that's why he's blinking so fast. He looks angry because he's pissed off. So when one you say thing he came down, and, when he, when you say he came down and kicked your ass. Yeah. Physically. You had a physical. Well, actually I went, I went up and met him and he came halfway down and then kicked my ass. Uh-huh. Yeah. He, he, he smashed he, me through me 20 feet, bit me. Oh yeah. He beat my ass big time. So. A physical altercation with him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Him and two other Sasquatch. He beat me up the worst of the three of them. <clears throat> what they were doing is they were, they, I think they were trying to like, uh, well, a theory of mine is what I'd hoped anyways, is they were trying to like make me part of the clans. They were, you know, gangs. To bring me into the clan. Kubota beat me hard. It hurt me. But uh, the other two just threw me around, gave me a couple uh, hammer fists. And uh, didn't hurt me so badly, but all of them assessed their dominance over me. And what my hope was, well, over the next couple of months, is that they would accept me as part of the group. And, and that wasn't the case. At least I don't feel that. Or if it is, I'm accepted as part of the group as a, a really off in the distance and not given much leeway whatsoever. But yeah, I had uh, it was it was hard for me to talk about that. I was talking. So Ian Redmond is pretty much the top primatologist in the world. He took over after Diane Fossey was murdered. And uh, when I told him what happened. He asked me about the bite when Kubota bit me. So what happened exactly? So he, he bit my calf muscle from the back. And he started, when he started to bite into it, he started not, he bit and then he started getting harder and harder. And he stopped when I screamed. <coughs> and he goes, that's exactly what gorillas do. They'll bite you. And he says, if you don't scream, they'll bite the whole thing right off. So what you do is you let them latch on to you and start squeezing. And see, this isn't public knowledge. Nobody talks about this. Even primatologists don't talk about this. But if you're going to go meet gorillas, they'll tell you. If he bites you, just as soon as you feel it hurt, scream really loud and they'll let go. The point of it is to make you scream, to make you feel that pain. And if you never do, you're versing them ego to ego and they'll bite that thing. right. They'll tear it off and take a big chunk out. But when I told him all these things that had happened to me, he was like, that sounds like a gorilla attack. Exactly identical what Kubota did to me, the way he even, even to the thing where he threw me, where I went over his head, like he had me by the ankle and he whipped me around like this and then did like a, the way he released me, Ian's like, that's exactly what gorillas do. And there's no way I could know that because gorilla experts don't talk about when gorillas beat you up. So it's, it's, it was me just being authentic and, and speaking my truth. That was hard at the time. It was really hard for me to open up and, you know, express that I got, and again, you have to understand, if the Sasquatch wanted me dead, <laughs> they'd kill me. Like, I'd be dead so fast. <laughs> they'd crush my skull with their hands. So when they, although I did get really hurt, and I was in such good shape then. Like, I was playing football. I was such a tough dude. I work out seven days a week. Like, I, I you know, I took a good beating, and I, I really limped out of there, bloodied up and bruised. But, they, but you know, again, if a gorilla beats you, you'd die. So I could feel some gentleness in everything they were doing. If that sounds strange, they weren't crushing things and ripping things and right. tearing them off, tearing me apart. Right. It was, uh, they didn't want to kill me. They just wanted to hurt me. And, uh, you know, that was very successful. And pe then people ask, well, why did you keep filming? Well, literally all my batteries were dead. The, well, the Kubota footage that you see 
it stops and I put a new battery in to get a couple more seconds out of it <clears throat> to get my last little bit of footage. Literally, my thermal camera's dead. Six batteries in my other camera that had 50 times optical zoom is dead. I have nothing. I have no ability to film. I put all my cameras down there and I went up and I said, okay, boys, let's see what you got. And they didn't run from me. They stood their ground and versed me. And uh, yeah, until I got my ass kicked and then I, I went down the mountain after that, having had enough. Huh. So right, I've been through a lot. So Jack, <laughs> uh, what are the names? Jack? Uh, Jake. Jake. Jake is the big male. Yeah. He's, he, he's about 17 years old when I filmed him. He does not. Ex he is not around that same area. Jane is the female that doesn't have any facial hair. Yeah, she looks a lot like similar to an Eskimo. Actually, I have to say, I was doing some. I was I was working on a documentary that's going to explain what the backstory behind getting these videos was, and I literally have a story about uh, uh, Geronimo, and uh, I do a I do a, a moment where I where I, I fade from Geronimo to Jane just by accident. And I called Warner Brothers and I was like, they almost look freaking, they look so close, it's ridiculous. Like the same rounded face, the same eyes, the same spacing. I mean, she's up, she's way bigger. Her head is at least 14 inches across. No human being's head is more than eight inches across. But the, the similarities in the phenotypes were, Warner Brothers said, don't you dare fade like that because it's going to piss people off and offend them and cause racial, racial slurring and stuff. But because of the know, because of the similarity to the extreme similarity, I, I don't I don't mean a little bit. I mean I was when I when I faded from one to the other, I was like, that's like identical. And I slowed it down, and then I matched him up. I was like, holy crap! And and we do know that that Sasquatch have human DNA on the female mitochondria side. They are literally you can't actually call them a separate species because they can breed with human beings and produce a viable offspring, which is by definition the same species now that's, see that now that now that's an assumption or that's something that is is known Fact. it's in the dna multiple multiple no, I, I understand i understand the dna it does show that it from the mother side that it is is partially human but as far as its yeah. ability to reproduce with human women is that is that Correct. known or is that an assumption being made just because there is a portion of their dna that is human uh, it's a little more complicated than that, but, uh, it, it's, it's only on the fe only, only, only a female, half female, half human Sasquatch was born and then bred back into the, the genetic pool. So if a half, half man or a male, half Sasquatch, half human being was born, it never bred back in. Whereas if half female, half Sasquatch was born. They did breed back into the DNA. And we could see that. We can't tell which was male and which was female in the breeding, but the half the half breed, if you want to call them that, <coughs> was uh, bred back into the population. So Jake, Jane, and Kubota, right? Correct. Those are the three. Yeah. Those are the three. Okay. So geographically, I assume that all three of these uh, beings were were filmed at different times. But were they all within a, a fairly close proximity to the same area? And, and do you suspect that they are all part of the same clan? They're, they're all definitely part of the same clan, 
Uh, I've I've seen them all. This we're talking within uh, as the crow flies within. Well, the, the 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 three videos that were shot, man, that's close. Probably within six miles is how close they are. I've seen them all. As far as thirty miles away from where I've been filming, but those particular three spots, oh yeah, they're within a six mile range as the crow flies. Other side of the mountain okay. kind of stuff, back and forth. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you know, I know that uh, you look different than I do, and I look different than um, you know somebody from Eastern Asia, and and you know, there's, you know, we have we have different colors of skin, we have different types of hair, we have redheads that are you know considerably more striking than you know. How do you explain the 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 drastic the 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 very obvious difference in the appearance of those three beings, because, you know, I can only tell, I can only tell from the forehead, the cheeks and the nose Mm -hmm. and the eyes, the evil ass looking eyes of Kubota. Um, and, and that to me looks very much, uh, chimp like, um, Mm -hmm. from, from behind that log. You know, the other one, uh, Jane, like I said, it, to right. me, looks uh, like she belongs someplace that is um, more more uh, Arctic uh, yeah. just because of the wispy hair and, and yeah. that that Eskimo looking. Um, and, and I hope I'm not offending anybody by this, but, you know, it's possibly it's the hair that would look like it's uh, part of a, uh, the, the furred edges of a hood. I don't, I don't know what it is, but it, it looks, she looks very indigenous. Right. And then, and then Jake, Jake looks like what I would expect something from, you know, to walk out from behind a tree in, in the Pacific Northwest. How do you, how do you account for the, 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 the vast differences in their mm-hmm. appearance uh, when they're all part of the same clan? Yeah. Uh, well, first thing I, I'd like to state is the, the, the filming conditions. When I filmed Jane, it was a so I, I got into that that area in a snowstorm where you couldn't see your hand in front of your face. That's why I got in pretty much undetected. I followed the terrain and the creeks. So the day I filmed her, what was happening was this was in uh, October. It had gone. It was let's say about minus ten in the snowstorm. The de- the next day it was plus five in sunlight. So you've got a cover of snow and direct sunlight. So what's happening is I have to use a neutral density filter. Because if you know anything about the sun, it's the most powerful light. Oh, my God. So not only do I have direct sunlight in her face, but all the snow that's below her is shining off into her face. So I'm literally using the highest neutral density filter, like the two, number two neutral density filter on my camera. And it was still just, you know, not so great. With Jake. So with with, with that description of, of all the things that you had to overcome with yeah. getting that image of her. Mm-hmm. Are you, are you saying that what what we're getting to perceive, what we're getting to see, mm. is is considerably different than the way she looked in yes. natural daylight? Yeah, absolutely. She's she's in, exact, in what way? She's exact same color as as Jake. She's got her skin looks kind of reddish. Her hair looks reddish. It's not. It's the sunlight projecting into her hair that makes her look like that. Jake okay. was filmed in total cloud cover under. The cover of trees even so um and that 
area, I just I, I bumped up the exposure. I increased the exposure to because it was a low light condition day. Dark clouds with a canopy over above. So <coughs> Jake was totally different. And then with Kubota, Kubota's a mutant. Kubota, like Jake and Jane look like Sasquatch. Jane looks like the Patterson female now. She has the her her, her conifer heads, same thing with Jake. Uh well, and, and so does Kubota. They all have this one thing you can't see on Kubota is his head looks just like Jake's. But uh, what I've noticed with Kubota is he's so like he's got he looks like uh, Kevin McHale. He reminds me of the uh, Boston Celtics. Did you ever see Kevin McHale? Mm-hmm. Anyways, he's got long, weird looking arms. Yeah, Kubota has that. And I've seen but this is just in his phenotype. Right. But what I've really seen is as as a Sasquatch gets older, they go from jet black. Like their skin is so black. All the young ones that I've seen, pitch black. They have little afros, like little gorillas. So similar. Gorillas have little afros. Sasquatch have little afros. Jet black face, jet black eyes. As they get older, they brown. Kubota did. But didn't didn't you say that Jake is was only around your estimate of being seventeen at the yeah. time that you? But he's he's a him? fully he's a fully like he is seventeen years old. He's full he's fully full on male. He didn't. I saw him when he was last time I ever saw him. He was about twenty years old. He didn't look any different. I think he maxed but, out with his male look. I think he. But you're, he ta- lost- you're talking. Of, you're talking about their skin tone being right. very black when they're young, and it when they're very and, young, like I'm talking at a, at about the age of eight, nine, it starts to brown. Oh, okay. And by okay. the time they're All twelve, right. thirteen, it's very brown. And I don't I think Kubota's changed because he's just uh, he's the weird looking. His skin his skin is definitely different. Like it's so so black. So um, what what are your thoughts on why the why the mass difference between them? Well, just skin color. You know, maybe his I don't know. He, maybe he's got blacker Sasquatch. We have blacker people, right? So just take. I mean, he's only two shades because because Jake is dark brown. I would say the eyes are all dark brown. Even Kubota, well, Kubota's eyes look really black, more like a gorilla. But yeah, more like know, a demon. Have, people, <laughs> yeah. Well, people have blue eyes and brown eyes, right? People have right. darker skin, like I've like you're saying, redheads, and you know, even my son's got a little Italian. Then he's two shades of of darker. And then how much sun exposure was Kubota getting? Because the sun tans them too, right? I filmed Kubota, yeah. you know, in September. Maybe he just gone through tons of sun exposure and was black. Well, like when I look at when I look at Kubota, you know, like mm-hmm. if I look at Jake, you see you see hairs you know un- up underneath uh, mm. between the the nostrils and the and the yeah. uh, the bags under the eyes yeah. um when i when i see kubota granite it's it's a very narrow mm-hmm. picture of what i'm seeing mm-hmm. but it appears that everything that i'm seeing through that mm-hmm. through your lens is bare skin yeah i agree so I'm, not, I'm not seeing you know i mean it's I dramatic agree. Dramatically different looking. Kubota has male pattern baldness all the way up his head. Kubota's old. So yeah, definitely 100%. I had someone, I had someone do an artist rendition for me for what Kubota looks like. He's like chimpanzees get male pattern baldness. And so does Kubota. Kubota is the only Sasquatch I've ever seen that has. So, and now that he's older, it's even worse. He's gone full on like Captain Picard kind of baldness all over the whole top of his head. He still has a sagittal crest. And I've I'd never seen that in a Sasquatch before. He's literally maybe that's the human DNA. <laughs> but he's definitely uh got male pattern baldness. And and he's only uh like Jake, Jake hit nine foot two for sure. Maybe maybe taller, at least nine foot two. 
Kubota is eight foot six, much shorter, much different build, like, you know, very lanky. He looks like he has the nine foot arms and an eight foot six build. And he kind of walks a little hunched over. He, look, he looks scary. Kubota is scary. Yes, sure. Kubota would make me crap my pants. Yeah. Um, I think probably any of them would. Um, but him, I, I, I would be running while I was crapping my pants. And, um, and, you would, you, and that would be the worst thing you do. You don't ever run from a Sasquatch. They'll chase you down. Just like a... Now, see, I, I, do I struggle. I struggle with the, you know, like the beginning part of our conversation where you're, you're getting these, uh, you're getting these, uh, um, these, these downloads of, of, of interpretive, uh, feelings from them. Yeah. And, and everything sounds like it's, it's good and wonderful. And, mm. you know, we want the best for you and we're worried about you and, mm. you know, but then, then you have, that aggressiveness that comes mm. out and, and I mean, that it's hard for me to, why is there that difference? I mean, are they that, it's hard for you because that unhinged. No, it's hard for you because you're so domesticated. Sasquatch literally love the deer and the elk in ways we'll never understand. Like they adore and treasure those species yet. They put bare hands on them and killed them. The natives did that. The natives would kill an animal that they loved. And then they would go harvest the meat. And before they would before they would harvest it, they would say, thank you, brother. And they would do a prayer for their brother who gives them life. You Have you ever put hands on an animal and killed it with your bare hands? No. You, I, you know, like even a chicken or something? Uh, no, I have yeah. not. It's, 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 it's a feeling. I mean, I've, I've, I've taken a, an animal's life in the process well, of hunting. Sure, but, but the, not, it's not, not, it's not, it's not like, like a Sasquatch will chase down a deer and break its neck with their bare hands. And, and love the animal so much and have so much appreciation for it. There's just things as human beings that we, you know, aren't, because they have to combine, they also have to have strongest of, of survival of the fittest. They don't, they don't appreciate weakness, right? We do. Everybody gets a trophy now. Why even train? You know, we have these preposterous <laughs> ideas. It's not that way in nature. And nature, in case you don't notice it, I'll tell you, you know, you know, dogs, I have a dog. I love my dog. You know why they like squeaky things? You know why they because like squeaky the sound things? Of, that mimics the sound of them killing something. Killing a baby. Babies, yeah. baby rabbits go, <laughs> baby deer. I've seen grizzly bears chase down yeah. baby deer and they're not really hungry. So they bat it around for a while, rip its legs off, the back spine comes out of it. And they just love that squeaky sound. This is nature, my friend, and it might be very foreign to us because we're domesticated. It is not foreign to Sasquatch. That's the way of the world. That's the way. That's the way of nature, in in the wilderness, and that's why you'll see these highly intelligent, amazingly adapted beings that have an incredible capacity for violence like we've never seen. Even even as as a human being, I remember uh, going to a native reserve, and the hunter there, the best hunter on the reserve, who hated me, told me. This is one of the scariest threats I ever had. He says, you understand I'm a hunter? I go, yes, sir. He goes, you understand I kill, kill deer, elk, bears. I kill them. Do you understand that? I go, yes, I do. He goes, you know, I love them. I appreciate them. I respect them. I go, I, I know. I agree with you. He goes, you know, I effing hate you. I hate your guts. I hate white people. If you come around here again, I will never have taken so much pleasure as having to kill you as I would having killed an animal ever in my whole life. Do you understand me? I looked right into his eyes, and that was the scariest death threat I ever had. That man's a killer. He kills. That's he feeds his family 
entirely through hunting and harvesting animals that he loves, right? So there, there are different mentalities out there for us that buy things in a grocery store under cellophane simply do not understand. We are so civilized that these concepts are very perplexing to us and the gorillas are like gentle giants, but piss one off and see what happens. You'll never see something go from positive, you know, serenity and chewing and, and loving nature to ripping you limb from limb, angry, showing his teeth and smashing you to death. You know, there's there's Jekyll and Hyde in nature and the Sasquatch. Even even I think another thing you might be trying to get at, too, is, well, aren't they all peaceful and serenity? No, no, dogs aren't. Cats aren't. And human beings certainly aren't. So you can't apply a simple one single concept to a species because that doesn't make any sense. I promise you, I know for a fact there's Sasquatch that kill people. There's Sasquatch that hate people. Don't want to mess with them. Literally, my percentages right now to date, if I go into a new area where that and I find out there's Sasquatch there, 50% of the time they don't want me around and they can't stand me. 50% of the time they accept me and they allow me to be around. So they're no angels. If you ever got that perspective from me. They're Sasquatch that thoroughly dislike me and kill people. Because remember, they're not domesticated. They're wild. And a wild thing, guys, if you don't know, I mean, mountain lions, when they kill something, when a bear kills, I've seen it. It's brutal. Wolves rip things limb from limb. They shred them. They tear them apart. Flesh, blood, gore. Like, that's, that's nature. And we're not exposed to that. But the Sasquatch, 100%, live that lifestyle. I don't think that they torture things like a bear does or a wolf might, but uh, they're not, they have to kill meat. They eat meat. They're carnivores. Vastly majority, they're carnivores. I've seen extreme evidence that supports them. They literally herd the elk. The elk are like their cattle. There are certain elk herds that are untouched by wolves or bears. Nothing touches them. The Sasquatch protect them and they feed on them. But believe me, they'll kill them. They will kill them quickly and and mercilessly, and uh, and that's something that us civilized, domesticated people. I, I I killed a chicken with my hands, my bare hands. My native teacher made me do that. I killed a deer from thirty yards away with a double uh, arrow, like through the double long heart, and then I chased it for a kilometer as it bled to death, and then I ate its heart. And I'll tell you, man, like even with an arrow, it's not so easy to do that stuff, and it changes you. You know, a little piece of my. Uh, civilization died when I killed and ate a deer like that. And most people yeah. will never experience that. So try to, try to keep that stuff in mind when you're trying to analyze, you know, the, the, the mannerisms and the things they do. They don't respect weakness at all. They have no tolerance for it. Wolves don't, bears don't. If you're weak and you're in nature, you die. It's as simple as that. That's all we do is accept weakness, right? Who everybody... Survive. Considering, wins. considering the the state of the current world we live in, it mm -hmm. is uh, weakness is uh, falsely being touted as one it's, of the. It's uh, a champion thing to do. If you're a victim, yeah. you win. If you're a victim, you you get all the attention. You get you get rewarded for it. And and that's yeah, not the old that. way of things. And that, that's a sickness. It's very very detrimental to our, our society, and it's one of the hundred lessons we have to learn from Sasquatch that are tremendous and, and significant. So, and, and I would like to play devil's advocate too. You know, if just to, just to say this, cause I know somebody told me this once, I never thought of it. If I was making costumes, which is just not possible, 
But if I was making costumes, I would probably make the costumes pretty similar. The fact that they're different, I think at the end of the day, really, really substantiates that I, that I am telling the truth. And the things that are, that are being seen, especially because most people consider Kubota to be the least Sasquatch looking. Well, I have news for you guys. So I, I, I talked to, there's, there's a group in Hollywood of special effects makeup artists that know that I'm telling the truth because there's no way that those things can be done. As an example, so human beings, we all have pink at the bottom of our eye here. So right. no, nobody has ever tattooed this bottom. You could actually lose your eye. That's why it's never happened. You don't tattoo the bottom little pink of your eye here because it, it might, if it's scabbed up, you could lose your eye, right? It's never happened. Kubota, like no, there is no human being, black Chinese, no human being has black in the bottom of their eye. Kubota does. And he's blinking like no one's going to say that's a, a mask or a costume. It's preposterous. He's blinking. So the only thing it can be is a man whose proportions are all out of whack and he's got tattoos on the bottom of his eyelids, all around his eyelids, actually. It's all black. And that simply only exists on chimpanzees and gorillas. So when you really delve into it, the evidence to support the reality of what I've done, it's, it's, it's all there. There is no, there is no chink in the armor. There is nothing. So people have been trying to put holes in my stuff for so long. And it's literally, I'll tell you, hey, Todd Sands, a, a proven hoaxer. And they go, what, what's proven? They go, oh, his dad dated a woman who owned a fabric store once. Okay. Well, the original Sylvanic area, Sylvanic means shadow guarding the mountain. Yeah. His mom's name is Sylvia. What's that have to do with any? Well, that proves that he's a hoaxer because his mom's got a similar name to what the Indians call. If you listen to these stories, they're so preposterous. Like proven hoaxer does nothing. What Thinker Thunker did, I did a video in response to it. So the problem is that Thinker Thunker did a video of morphing my head into a Sasquatch, which was so false right. and so pathetic. I've, I've, I've seen it, yeah. It's, it's got 6 million views. My response video never got 600,000, never got 100,000 views. Me proving, because around, around Jake, there's pine needle leaves all over the place. And they're all three quarters of an inch. Take that pine needle leaf because every single, it's Rocky Mountain Douglas fir. And nobody argued with me. Okay. And you take those pine needle leaves, you put 21 of them across. That's a 16 inch head. You know, see this screen right here? You couldn't get his head on each side of the screen. That's how big it yeah. is. So now you're saying that's my head in there? No. It's, 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 it's preposterously funny. For people well, I wonder, that. have you, have you ever heard the one where your, uh, your sister was apparently employed by uh, a special effects, uh, makeup company in Hollywood? That's, that's why, that's why my, the, the first TV show I was going to do with discovery channel Canada didn't go because I couldn't prove she's not, I literally sent them seven years of income tax where she's never had anything to do with special effects. Like how do you prove your sister's not? So I sent them that and they go, well, she was accused of this like nine years ago. You know, I just said, F you, you guys are a bunch of idiots. She's not a special effects makeup artist. She works for a freaking oil company. Like she's not nothing to do with that. Just, it's totally, you could just say the stupidest things. And, and, and someone went on as, as my sister did a radio show like this one problem was she got a Southern accent and she thinks I'm from Ontario, Canada. I have never lived in Ontario. Like there were so many holes in that, but again, that show got 675,000 views. And it's fake. It's a lie. People, people blatantly lie. People are moronic in the things they do. And I don't mind, though. 
Well, you know, I mean, you, you were talking about, you know, building costumes and people accusing you of, of the costumes and, and stuff like that. I have no idea what your station in life is financially. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know if you are the heir to, you know, right. uh, Logan knows. Ask, ask Logan. logging company's fortune. I don't know right. if you are right. dirt poor. Um, but you know, we've talked about Les Stroud quite a bit mm-hmm. throughout this conversation. Yeah. And if you watch, I, I don't remember, I, be, I believe it's in Survivor Man Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was the standalone documentary or if it was the series that came afterwards, but mm-hmm. he commissioned a a company to create right. some fake tracks. Feet so he could produce fake tracks. Yeah. And, and the first set were moderately unsuccessful and then he had another pair created and and you know i'd encourage because they're good shows i would encourage anybody if you haven't seen it go and watch it but but less will go into detail as far as how much money he spent yes his production company spent to have those made and you know if if that's if that's just to get an a fairly accurate looking foot Yes. created so that he could make a track. Yes. I would say that the, the, with as good as, as those three subjects looked, if you hoaxed it, there was a significant <laughs> amount of money. Um, I, I believe I've read uh, a couple of times where, where people refer to them as your Muppets. Yes. Um, <laughs> the significant amount of money to, to have pulled that off. Yes. Anytime there's a human being involved in anything, there is the potential for being untrustworthy. Yes. I think anytime there's a human being involved with anything, there is the potential that there could be some, some fuckery about. Sure. Um, I'm not saying that you do. I'm just saying anytime we, people are chance, involved. Because, because it, I took out Survivor Man. I take people out and Survivor Man was one of them. And so was Jeff Meldrum. And so was John Bernagel and mm-hmm. dozens of other people like Logan. I take out, and the answer is they know I'm telling the truth. They know. They well, see it and, and very personal. Interesting, interestingly enough, um, I I released, I re-released my episode with Logan um, for a second time so that it will air prior to this episode with mm-hmm. you airing because I think Logan's uh, – Logan's, unintentional testimonial Mm -hmm. as far as the legitimacy of at least your um your expeditions you know i mean i flat out i asked him because i've i've never had any experience with you i didn't know if you were a nice guy i didn't know if you were a mean guy i didn't know if you you know spoke the truth or you you lied or you know i didn't know anything about you you know so i asked him some questions not not being rude or anything, but you know, his responses to that were, were even in his mind, uh, the way he said it was, uh, initially he was a little surprised that it was as legit as it was because he had heard everything else that everybody else had heard, you know, going into it. Um, but I mean, so I thought, you know, this would be a nice little, 
side-by-side -side comparison, if you will, uh, to have that episode air and then yours air uh, a few days afterwards so that people can have somebody who actually was in the same space as you sharing 25 days over the course of however many weeks yeah. that, you know, they get a better understanding for who you are and, and, and what you're doing. Um, I want to, I want to jump again in any of the experiences that you've had, any of the investigation and, and research that you've done, have you ever found any indication of the use of tools or fire? Never fire. Never fire. For tools, they'll pick up a rock, kill an elk with it. Um, they were fishing for salmon. They were using a, a stick that was sharpened at one end to stab the salmon. So I saw those tools. Uh, you know, if, if they're if they're acutely trying to scare you, they'll pick up a big stick and smash it on a tree and then leave it after. Though. They won't keep it. The one I was talking about, the one they were using as a spear, though, they left that over by where the salmon pool was. They'd leave it there all year. It's always sitting there. So, um, yeah, a, a little bit of tools. But uh, there's a story I tell people about fire. It's pretty significant about Sasquatch. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't expect they will ever use fire ever. And would you share that? Uh, yeah. So actually I've never shared this publicly. I like to do it on expedition, but I'm all about being transparent. So, uh, all the Sasquatch know this story, uh, apparently. So a long time ago, the great spirit came to Sasquatch. They came to man and they said, uh, so I have this gift for you. It's fire. It'll keep you warm, cook your food, keep you safe, do all these great things. Uh, but fire represents technology and technology. Once you go down this path, you could never go back. So when you start wearing skins, when you start relying on fire, you'll actually need fire for survival. And if you never take fire, you stay full natural. So the Sasquatch, of course, said absolutely not. They love being wild and perfectly naked and, and perfectly suited for their environment. And people took fire. And now Sasquatch has seen what fire has done to us. And we're literally walking around staring at computer screens now. And it all started with the acceptance of fire and that technology. And once you at the dawn of, at the dawn of humanity, right? <laughs> and literally, it has uh, changed us in such profound ways that you know, survivor man is the best survivalist I've ever seen. The man is legit, hundred percent. He's absolutely real. If I took him naked and told him not to use technology and threw him in the wilderness in six months, he'd be dead. Okay, if I did that with a Sasquatch, most remote area, naked, no technology, come back in two years, he'd be fat and have his feet up. Who's the better survival? Who's better adapted at living in these harsh environments. And it's because Sasquatch has never accepted technology. I dropped an ax once on a Sasquatch path where they were using to get water. They walked around it like five yards. They wouldn't even, not only would they touch it, they stayed away from it because they fear technology. They know that once they start using that, once you go down that path, you can never come back. <laughs> so now my expeditioners need to know that. I make sure they all know this story. Because you literally, you're not dealing with the most man-like primate in the world. You're dealing with a species that is literally the opposite of us. So we like to walk down trails and be exposed. They like to walk in the wilderness and have nature all around. They're, we're in a big rush. we got to hurry up and get things done. They have all the time in the world. And it, doesn't, it never stops. They are literally opposite to us. We are civilized. They are nature. We are domesticated. They are wild. So I want people to have that mindset on these on these expeditions is think opposite. And you're usually right when it comes to thinking the way a Sasquatch would think because they're 
so different from us. It is, it's scary how different they are. Throughout your communications with them, have you ever garnered a, a good representation of what they are? Yeah, oh, literally. Well, the, the term Sasquatch, I really think uh, the trans, it's the, the actual way it's said is Sasquatch. And the translation for it is master of the wilderness, wild master. That's what the natives thought they were, masters I, of the I, I'm, 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 I guess I'm getting more at the, the biologic of, of what mm. they are. Are they, are they the original us? Are they, oh, no. are they something that's metaphysical to some extent? Well, you know, the Native whole, American, the Native Americans say they, they stand uh, one foot in our world, one foot in their own. Mm-hmm. You know, what have, have they, have they been transparent with you as far as where they're from, how long they've been here, well, their they're, origin? They're the, they're the, they're the actual indigenous species that lives here that lives in perfect equilibrium they are a perfect embodiment of us in nature naked like a bear or like a deer so to me they're the ultimate expression of us in fact biologically see people so the 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 dna let's see if i make sure i get this right so it's if this is chimpanzee and this is human they thought the dna was in here it's not it's further down so biologically they are a bigger, stronger, faster, smarter, more spiritually evolved being than we are. I know that's a, a, a hard pill to swallow. I just see nothing. Like even we're learning, there's a, a Japanese scientist that did study with chimpanzees on something called working intelligence. Chimpanzees literally can show them 20 things and put it away. And they'll remember 20 where human beings can't get seven. So they literally, these, these wild creatures are literally smarter than us in the moment. The only thing that gives us that ability to, to be so dominant is the technology, is the writing it down and processing it and using computers. So and I've seen Sasquatch do that on, on dozens of occasions. They were literally like the simplest thing. A Sasquatch will walk out of the wilderness and he'll go around four trees and look at me and then walk backwards and maneuver perfectly while he's looking at me back around those four trees because he has them memorized in the working intelligence. Human beings can't do that. We can't. We're not that smart. And so I literally see them biologically, spiritually, physically, you know, emotionally, just superior to us. I, 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 I can't apologize. I love being a human. I love human beings. I fight for the betterment of humanity with this discovery process because I love, I love my children. I love the neighbors. I like sleeping, like you were talking about earlier, I like sleeping in a bed where nothing's going to jump on my head and kill me, like is the case out in the wilderness. So I am very civilized. I am very domesticated. I'm trying to get more wild, but uh, I I just, that's that's why my native teacher chose me. And I think that's why Sasquatch liked me so much is I, I don't hate humans and I love nature. So I can be that conduit between the civilization and the natural world that Sasquatch represents from, from a, a perspective of love from both sides of it. I love nature. I love the architecture. I love the history of human beings. I think we're an amazing species and I, I want us to ascend and survive. No, I want us to thrive to the next level of, of our being. And that means we become telepathic. And I a hundred percent know that's what Sasquatch are fighting so hard to teach us. And we're just not getting it. We're going so badly. We're trudging along poorly. 
and and that's what this discovery is truly about you can discover a sasquatch when you're internally ready you know i'll be able to sit down and hand a sasquatch an apple right out of my hand when i am clean enough inside to be able to manifest that and not a moment before it's it's the most pure discovery process i've ever seen because every year like logan comes out and the only reason logan gets better is he challenges his paradigm he fights to think to go to the next level and then that son of a bitch does it he does some dangerous stuff last year when he went out and a sasquatch was jane walked right up behind him and he didn't turn around he's like oh i'm so disappointed he go you shouldn't be because because you'll turn around next time but the point is you've got a sasquatch to walk right up behind you that's tremendous success you did that you were alone she judged you and you were worthy so next is that time when he was out, sitting out was that when he was sitting out by the fire yeah when I was in the trailer, I left him all by himself yeah. in, in right. grizzly bear, black bear, wolf, mountain lion habitat all over the place. There's no fences, ladies and gentlemen. These animals own it. They're the bosses out there. And he did that. And uh, I'm, I'm very proud of him. He, he insisted upon it. And every year, expeditioners that get new success and rise up to the next level, they're, they're breaking terror barriers to go there. And if you're not able to do that, you will not evolve as a human being. You won't get better. If you don't put stress on your body, you won't grow, you won't get fit, you will not live a happy, healthy life. And all these things, talking about diet, talking about nutrition, talking about grounding, all this, if you're not, guys, if you, so there, there's the level, the emotional, mental, spiritual, physical. If you're lacking in the physical, your spiritual is going to be lower. Your mental, emotional, it's all going to be lower. So you have to rise up physically so you can rise up spiritually. And this is all that Sasquatch teach me. They're so in tune. They eat such good, clean. For God's sake, we're learning now that water has to be structured. It has to go banging off rocks so it gets structured and then it bonds in your body appropriately. Like the, all the minerals, you take those vitamins, they're in the water that brushes through these rocks and gets iron and all these different things that we take in multivitamins. It's in the natural spring water that we should be freaking drinking. Like it's it scares the shit out of me how badly... We have it, and we just accept that water is unstructured, comes to the pipe, it's got no minerals, way too much iron in it, it's full of fluoride. And that screws up your pineal gland. Fluoride and calcium is, is gets, it accumulates right here in your pineal gland. This is where your telepathy comes from. It's the third eye. So now you have to clean up your diet, take Shilajit, take proper nutrients and vitamins to hope to clean this thing so you can see, because otherwise you're freaking blind. It's so many things that aren't even Sasquatch related. It's about being so healthy and grounded and emotionally strong, spiritually enlightened, meditating. It's the hardest things to do, guys. And, and that's what I fight for. I battle for it. I'm extremely healthy. I eat all organic, healthy, good food. You know, carnivore diet's coming. I'm very, very excited about it. I want to give it a try. And when people come on my expeditions, all organic, healthy, incredible, they go home, they feel like a million bucks. They don't know why. I'll tell you why. The air that you breathe, it's all full of beautiful plant life and flower smells, it's fresh. The water you drink is spring water. You know, the food you drink is all organic, amazing, top-notch, incredible, healthy food. And people go home feeling like a million bucks, they wanna come, I, this, is, this, this happens regularly. Listen to this. So I had an expeditioner who was arguing with his wife to come out, because my expeditions aren't cheap either. So they argued and argued, finally he won her over. So she hated him coming out, but he came. She called me about a month after he came back from the expedition crying. She goes, I don't know what you did to my husband, but he's coming on expedition with every year. He's a better husband, a better man, a better father, a better friend. The family all notice it. I don't care what you did to him. 
just please do that every year. She's crying. I never thought I could have a husband like that. Like, this is a beautiful miracle. Who are you? What is Sasquatch? I go, I don't know how to explain it to you, man, but just, just keep sending him out. And he's a wonderful human being. And he will grow and expand every year and pass that knowledge back onto his family. He's literally more efficient in his life. What does Sasquatch have to do with that? <laughs> and my answer is everything. Everything. Todd, this has been almost two hours of some some incredible conversation. I uh, I, I I truly appreciate you taking the time and uh, helping make this happen. It's been a it's been a joy to talk to you. Um, I'm 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 happy that you don't shy away from from these. Uh, these unusual aspects to, um, to not just root what you're willing to talk about in something that's closer to provable science versus mysterious and more than likely metaphysical, I guess is, is the best way to put it. Quantum. Um, yeah, absolutely. Quant quantum, yeah. uh, yeah. you know, and not not funny but funny enough um you know my conversation with uh ron moorhead um he he was a speaker at my my first bigfoot and bruise event mm -hmm. and uh after that was over and done with uh my son and i took him and his son to dinner afterwards and um and it never really thought about having a bucket list, but uh, when you when you find yourself sitting across the table from Ron Moorhead and just having a normal conversation uh, that you know there's nobody else there to hear, um, it's mm -hmm. it's not like he's trying to impress anybody or anything, and uh, to to really get into the the crux of of what prompted his writing the the Quantum Bigfoot. Mm -hmm. um, like it or not, people, what he has to say and what he's put in that book is uh, extraordinarily similar to to many of the things that you're talking about. Because because the truth resonates into all areas. You can't hide it. I've, there's shaman in Brazil that talk about this stuff. You know, there's I, when I went to the Sasquatch Summit, all the researchers are pointing towards this quantum spiritual manifestation and uh there's anybody who is having success and anybody who doesn't have success that wants to go out there and hunt them with a gun and shoot them doesn't ever see a damn thing ask renee de hinden you know and i appreciate it's important for us to learn what to do and also what not to do right don't make the same mistakes and expect a different result because if you do you're insane right so we learn our lessons we move forward and and literally i, I can't express this enough this this discovery process will change humanity for the better. And I, and we do need help. Things are not going good. And uh, the, the discovery of this species, which a significant amount of people believe to be real or very probably real according to the stats, uh, is because they do exist. And if, if, if I only convinced 100 million people in the United States, only 100 million people of the reality of this species, that would be enough in my lifetime. And I, I, I don't mean to be you know, wishy-washy, I mean, to convert people into knowers. And, and I will talk to anybody about it passionately. I know my stuff. And at the end of the day, 
you need to remember, this is, you know, don't take my word for it. Come out with me and I'll show you a Sasquatch. And that's what Logan did. That's what Survivor Man did. That's what Jeff and John and dozens of other PhDs and dozens of people coming out with me every year. I take 30 people <coughs> out a year and show them Sasquatch, you know, so the discovery is happening. It's moving forward. And that that movie, Discovering Bigfoot, go watch it because, uh, you know, it's 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 real. It's all real. It's really happening. And I, we get so much hoaxing and so much crap going on out there. I mean, 90 percent of the stuff I look at is fake. You know, what's it going to take? What is it going to take? Is it going to take putting one on a slab in in front no. of uh... each each person will discover a Sasquatch for themselves or not? The paradigm is so strong in those who don't believe they wouldn't even believe a slab on a and this this is going to be a discovery of faith more than anything because i know thousands of people i've met in my lifetime that no sasquatch exists they have no doubt about it and when i see those people and meet those people they're brilliant they're they're grounded they understand uh, they're just amazing you know and and even even i'll hear somebody that's had a, a sasquatch encounter i'll tell you this I believe you did have a Sasquatch encounter because you were hearing footsteps. This is your own conscience. Yeah. You, you didn't hear hoof falls. You heard footsteps. You and know it's, what you it's, saw. It's, you I don't have to, to be. You don't have to be a lifelong hunter or experienced right. woodsman to so, know the difference between four feet walking versus two feet stepping. Yep. So you know what you saw. I, I listened to you. I know what was there and you know, in your heart, what was there. And I'll tell you something. You're, you're special because you have that experience because you attracted one into you. And, but also you failed because you're still living in doubt. You're still doubting yourself. Even to this day, I'm not sure you have to, whoever did anything that wasn't sure of it, you have to know what you know. I, I find it offensive and no disrespect to you, that you're still oh. denying a truth that you'd know in your heart it was Sasquatch. You know it. And this new evidence and this new discovery, you know, seven miles away, say, is, is further substantiation. So I would suggest to you, take your head out of your butt, know what you know, <laughs> know it in your heart, because yeah. your heart knows. Don't worry about the, the, the physical, you know, dissidence in your mind. Know it, and you'll have more success. They'll, they'll come to you again, and you'll have tremendous success in understanding so my point of this is people who are ready to discover a sasquatch will discover it and not a moment too soon when the student is ready the master will appear when you're ready for the knowledge it will come to you all those cliches are very legit and real and when anybody's ready and you can't be doubtful you can't be wishy-washy you have to know what you know and when you know it and you're aware of it it'll come to you and manifest and i'm telling i'm telling you mr host you go go back they came to you go back there and say you were here i know it. feel the energy of it they'll, they'll inspire you to come back there maybe that's why i'm talking to you today go back could be follow the fall don't go deer hunting this time go looking for sasquatch right. be respectful go out there and feel the energy of the area relive the moment and uh and you will grow as a corporeal incredible brilliant human being do you know what do you know what the de definition of human is what we're, we're human and we don't i want to swear we don't know nobody knows where the name come from but hue is light and man is latin for manifestation 
We are literally, by definition, a manifestation of light, and nobody, swear word, knows it. That's what you are. Go discover your own light. When you're ready, it'll come to you. And uh, it's a wonderful gift that you had an interaction with the Sasquatch like that. I, I know you did. I know you did. I can feel it. Only because you know you did. Tell me I'm wrong. Well, it's Tell never me left me. It's right? never left me. And and throughout the years <laughs> since it's happened, it's only become more more evident of evident. truth. And yeah. and you think that's a coincidence? <clears throat> I don't. And I and I and I and I think I think that it has something to do with my like we talked before we started recording, I've, I've been, I've been open to and aware of so many of these things throughout my life. And I've had so many experiences Mm -hmm. with other aspects of high strangeness that I, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm a magnet for it, but Mm -hmm. I am, I've never been closed off to it. I, I grew up in a household that they didn't necess- necessarily encourage it, but they never shut it down. And you're a light. I, and I, you're a light. And they recognize that you are human. You are a manifestation of light. They see your light in you. You're ready to go to the next level. And when you or anybody else is ready, they will come to you. They will find a way. They will manifest you. And that's what my whole life is devoted to, is this, is this discovery process and that ascends you to a new level of being human beings. And, uh, and you can do it. I know you can do it. I know, I know this has changed you. And, uh, and, and you're, you're not going to be able to For shake sure. it. It's going to be in your head. You're going to be, yeah. you're going to be, and you're gonna, more stuff is going to pop up. Other impossible things are going to happen. Go, wow, Todd was right. Just this stuff keeps popping in my life. I need to get back out there. Because they're called, the reason you had this conversation with you and so many people are watching this is because they're calling to all of you, go out into the wilderness, make this discovery, move forward, be a light because they want us to grow. They want us to fix this planet. We are in charge of it. We'll destroy it. We'll destroy ourselves. They don't want us to do that because there are a lot of light beings out there, beautiful humans, humans that are amazing, wonderful people. And uh, we need to start running this place. And I don't know, I don't know what your, um, what your, your penchant for, uh, the rest of paranormal or, or high strangeness is. I don't know if you, you delve into that or you pay much attention to it. You seem to be, uh, extraordinarily busy with the, the task at hand Mm -hmm. that you do invest so much time on, but there has been a, a shift in the past couple of years uh, pretty recently uh there there are a lot of people that contact me and are a part of my my discord community and a part of my listener community that have have indicated that they are going through a uh an awakening of of sorts Yes. And, and it's, it's very, it's very funny to me that you would bring up the, the aspect of, uh, light manifestation Mm -hmm. because that, that in itself is very relevant to what a number of people that I've had, um, messages with or conversations with or Mm -hmm. interactions with 
that are all saying the same thing. The truth resonates. If you go searching for it, no matter what, that's the other thing I tell my expeditioners. Don't worry about the fake or the real or whatever crap you're being told or whatever paradigms you come with. If you're devoted to the truth, you come out on expedition with me and your focus is 100% to figure out what the truth is. I can promise you one thing, you'll find it. Or if that's not what you were manifesting, I'm going to see that too. If you weren't ready for the truth, I can't tell you how many times I've been on expedition and the Sasquatch were around like crazy. My first expedition last year, these incredible human beings that were so lit up, so amazing, so connected to nature. And the Sasquatch were around us the whole time and nobody had a sight. And I was very disappointed. And I go, guys, last day is so disappointing. They were just here. And they never came around. They all three looked at me and went, I didn't want to see a Sasquatch. <laughs> I wasn't ready to see a Sasquatch. I'm like, well, they knew that. So maybe next time you jerks come out here, you can get your heads out of your glutes and really get your mind into the next level because that's where we're at. But it just, it just works that way. And I have no control over it. You can't do something that you're not awakened enough. You can't force someone to see us ass watch. It'll never happen. You can't force someone to believe in it. It'll never happen. You have to discover it one by one. And I'll tell you all the interviews that I do, I'm a full-time Sasquatch researcher. This is all I do. I am. This is my life. And every person that's had an authentic, I sit there and I listen to them like you, and they've had an authentic encounter. And they just there's something beautiful about them, the way they love nature, the way they love life, the way that you have you love your son, right? Like you, you have your good dad, yeah. right? Like these 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 things that are universal concepts that Sasquatch recognizes. And then they're attracted to you for those reasons and they want you to to ascend to the next level. Like I love snowboarding. I teach people how to snowboard. I, I I do it pretty much for free. I see somebody having trouble. I just want them, I just want to go help them because I love snowboarding so much. This has taught me when you really love and care about something, you're gonna to wanna to just give it out. And Sasquatch, they love nature. I'll tell you, they love nature. They love the wilderness. And when they see us destroying it, eradicating it, raping it, pillaging it. They're, this upsets them. And especially when we do it with such disrespect, we do it for money, you know, for, for wealth and for gluttony. And it, We're it a can we up. are a cancer. We are a well, cancer. On some the of planet. us, there's a lot of good people out there though. There's a lot of wonderful, amazing, beautiful people out there and we need to run things. And this is how we do it. This is the answer we've all been looking for. And these telepaths are going to run the whole world in the not so distant future. You can't beat them. You can't verse them. They are literally superior they have a superior sensory perception if you go to lie to them and cheat them they're going to see you a mile away they're never going to come within a mile of you for doing business these people are going to just see the light grow and expand through positivity love and goodness and they're going to run the world and we need to teach our children you and i need to teach our children to awaken to this next sensory sensory perception level because it explodes your spirituality explodes it right through the roof and it, it enlightens you in a way that all humans should should be coming down this path no matter what you do so and that's not paranormal that's real and and i care about anybody who's listening i really care you matter to me a lot it's sometimes it doesn't take much i really really care and and that's why i'm here that's why i spent the time out of my busy day away from my children away from my life to come and talk to you all because i really really care and i do want you to ascend i'm not going to keep this knowledge you could so this is this is a comparison for me and other Sasquatch researchers that are talking about this. If you're hoarding it, you're keeping it to yourself, then you're not doing society any good. You're not you're not you're not flowing. You've got resistance in you. That's what right. does make me the best. 
as I'm out here, transparent, flowing, expressing it, pleading with people to see this truth and to come forward and accept it and acknowledge it and, and live in this way. And that's what pisses people off more than anything is that's what there is no competition for me. That's why I keep succeeding and it keeps pissing people off. There'll be more videos. There'll be more success I have every year. It'll never stop. I'm, I still feel like a young man. I may not look like it, but I am. And I have a lot. We're, of we're in the, we're in the same boat. <laughs> I feel like a young man, but I don't look like it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've got a lot of you. John Bitternagel was hiking till he was 76, you know, incredible. Yeah. If I do that, I've got 30 years of hiking left in me. So, you know, and I intend to outlive that great man as well. So not say, not make the same mistakes that he did. So, uh, you know, and I, I'd like to think uh, more than anybody, I embody his characteristics. I'm not such a nice gentleman as him. I'm a little more, more of an asshole because I don't have time to waste with beating around the bush. I'm going to tell you the truth. And if you can't accept it, too bad. I'm moving on to the next person who will listen because I'm not going to butt heads with you. I'm going to tell it like it is. And if that offends people, I don't care. Good. Good. Go be offended somewhere else. Go think I'm woo. But this is the truth. And the truth is coming. This is the light. This is the way. And uh, and I'm going to show the whole world. And anybody who will talk to me about it, I'll profess it. And uh, and and I love it. I'm passionate. So if, if that makes me crazy. You, you are you are passionate. I will yes. give you that. Yes. So and I appreciate, I appreciate you uh, talking to me. I appreciate the conversation and the insight and sharing that with our listeners. So You're welcome. do me a favor for all the listeners out there. Um, tell them where they can find you, where the best place is to get a hold of you. Oh if they're God. looking to put together an expedition, uh, where they can find your, your stuff on YouTube, where they can watch I, your documentaries. I anything. am Todd standing. My movie is discovering Bigfoot. My website is discoveringbigfoot.org, probably the best place to find me. And I'm on Instagram and, and Facebook. This is what I really tell people. Man, I get inspiration. I'll find <coughs> somebody will quit an expedition. Somebody will send me an email just at the right time. I'll wake up at 3 in the morning, check my email. Boom, there it is. People people manifest me through, through Sasquatch is what I know. Sasquatch really wants somebody. They're going to come on an expedition with me. So because my expeditions are all sold out for years to come. But there's always something that pops up. There's always some new opening. And every time that happens, there's a good reason for it. So like anything else in life, I would say, first and foremost, manifest it. Make yourself ready and, and you'll find a way. If it, if it really means that much to you, if you're really that focused on the truth, you'll find a way and you'll get to it. And I'd be honored and privileged to help you rise up to that occasion if I'm able to. What about an email or uh, what's the name of your YouTube channel for the listeners? Oh, I don't even just it's just Todd standing. You should be able to find it. There's tons of videos on me, but eventually Sylvanic Bigfoot uh, is was the original name, still the name that, that I call it. Sylvanic is a term. Uh, Syl Sylvan means highly, heavily wooded area. But the natives in this particular region, they called the Sasquatch Savanak, which means shadow guardian of the mountain, which I just absolutely love. That was my original yeah. research area in Montana, the Sylvanic region. And uh, <coughs> tremendous Sasquatch activity. That was a, a wonderful, amazing place. That's what a lot of people don't know. Was my first two videos were shot in the United States, <laughs> in Montana of all places, where it's like impossible to get a filming permit to the biggest jerk offs for filming ever. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> sorry guys, I filmed Sasquatch in Montana and I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Sue me. 
Todd, it, it, it's been an absolute pleasure. I, th I thank you so much. You're welcome. I had fun. You know, I always learn stuff from these conversations. You pushed me uh, to uncomfortable spots, and I'll appreciate you more for that because I'd like to be uncomfortable. That's the only way we grow, right? So I feel like this was a little uncomfortable in the conversation. And the next time we do this, please, just, I will do it again because you're not some brute asking the same stupid questions that I always get. Push Thank me, you. I challenge me. That. Otherwise, you know, it's 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 wasting my time, I'm, and I, I feel like I've learned stuff in this conversation as well. So I appreciate you. And I, you, thank you, sir. You're welcome. Good night.